Paz IM Radio with your co-hosts Robert Brining and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause IM Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this March 5th Sunday edition of Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. Shortly, I'll be joined by my co-host, Aaron Laxton. Um, today's guest, we will be speaking uh, with Clace, who is the creator of the Brotherhood Retreats, which is a program which has deeply impacted many lives through its multi-pronged, life-changing inner work process. Brotherhood Retreats is a three-day retreat and is an international gathering of gay and bisexual men who seek to enrich their lives through deeper insights, awareness, and connections to both the community and oneself. We will learn more about the the retreat when Clace joins us a little bit later in the program. So what's going on this week? Give us a call. We have the lines open all hour. The number to call in is 929-477-3572. We're always taking your questions and comments. So uh, this week for me, uh, it's been kind of crazy. I was car shopping. and I was able to trade in the car that I had and upgrade to a newer car that is better, keeps its value longer, and um, will be safer for me to drive, um, you know, coming moving forward. So I'm excited about that. I got a, a Kia Optima. I love it. It's everything that I wanted. It has all the bells and whistles, and uh, I'm excited uh, for the next step. And it actually lowered my bills a little bit with uh, the car payment. So it's just getting my priorities in, in order is basically what uh, – I've been trying to do. So um, other than that, the weather here in Philadelphia is cold. It is a cold one today. I know last week me and Aaron were discussing uh, how the weather has been so nice and almost like spring has arrived already with 60s and 70 degree weather. And today I'm sitting in my apartment freezing with the heat up and it's like 28 degrees. I think when we woke up, it was 13. So uh, it's definitely a flipping back and forth between Mother Nature. She doesn't want to make up her mind whether she wants it hot or she wants it cold. But I guess as long as it's uh, still able to move around and, and get to where I got to go, I'm okay with whatever weather comes our way. So I'm going to go ahead and move over to today's HIV Scoop by Josh Robbins, and we will be right back. This is your HIV Scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Pause I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV Scoop. 
Hey, what's up, fellas? Well, clink, clink, a substance found in green tea, who'd have known, could help in the battle against HIV, says a group of researchers in Japan, and they found a substance, EGCG, and that substance could prevent HIV from binding to healthy immune cells, which is how it spreads. Now, there's, other, there's been other studies that say green tea is the bomb um, because it helps with other sicknesses, including cancer and heart disease. The specialists now hope the discovery could lead to some sort of medication. Now, just drinking the green tea is not going to do the same thing, fellas. I know what you're thinking because you're going to try to do it like me uh, because the amount of substance in the green tea would have to be much, much, much greater. Bottom line, drink green tea, never eat yellow snow. Next, let's follow this under the smart granny news. An 88-year-old lady said she could talk out of being assaulted after she deceived her aggressor when she told him that she was HIV positive. And she said, quote, you might as well know the truth. I have HIV. My husband died from it, end quote. The would-be attacker immediately left. Finally, my HIV thank you launches this week by Nepo Pharma, and it's time to thank somebody in your journey living with HIV. Although I'm a spokesperson, I'm definitely going to thank some folks too. Maybe it, for you it was a doctor or a nurse or a sibling. I'm not all up in your Kool-Aid so I have no idea who you want to thank. But hey, it ain't Thanksgiving, but let's all sit down at the table, pretend to eat that turkey and dressing and giblet gravy on those mashed taters. And let's thank some folks, y'all. Brother Aaron, lead us in the benediction. Amen. I'm Josh Robbins. This was your HIV Scoop. HIV Scoop. And then- there you have it, this week's HIV Scoop by Josh Robbins. Thanks, Josh, for uh, always uh, putting some humor into that for us. Uh, we really appreciate it here at the show. Um, and you can find more information on Josh by uh, looking up Josh Robbins everywhere or go to imstilljosh.com. You know, some of the interesting things he was talking about during the during the scoop was uh, the green tea reference and, and how it could help um, combat or, or be used in some sort of medication for HIV and uh, it's interesting. My partner's really big on uh, green tea and the, the antioxidants and the power that it has to help with certain things. And, you know, Josh mentioned cancer, heart disease, and, you know, this could be a step forward for, you know, people with HIV. Uh, but he said simply drinking it isn't enough. So um, that's an important message there. You can just, can't just drink the green tea. There has to be, uh, I'm sure, pills or tablets that you can take that are giving you the right uh, things. And obviously, uh, consult a physician before you do anything like that to make sure it is the right choice for you. One of the other things he talked about was uh, um, that somebody uh, who's helped you on your HIV journey, you know, and one of the, made me reflect on, you know, when I first started doing this radio show and when I created um, the social network and things that I was, you know, new to when you first come out as an activist or, or try to share your story, you know, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of things that, you know, will push you down and feel like that you're not good enough. And there was a lot of people I remember who reached out to me when I first started. Um, I know one of them definitely was a gentleman by the name of Bob Bowers. Uh, he was uh, called the pirate. Um, I don't know what happened to Bob. I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, but I definitely, uh, you know, I'm thankful for him because his image being out there, the rough and tough guy, not caring about what people think about his status and him still living his life kind of inspired me to want to become an activist. And it gave me like a purpose. I thought if he could do it, why couldn't I? So he's somebody that I'm thankful for. Other people that I'm thankful for in this fight um, since I started is, is obviously Dab Garner and Dab the AIDS Bear. 
they've definitely been very supportive. And uh, Brandon Moxada, um, he's um, in charge of the ADAPT Advocacy Association. He has always been like a, a big brother and somebody who has guided me with, um, you know, love and compassion. And that's always what I've wanted, you know, as activists. And for me, the reason I started Pause I Am was so people that were positive could find love and compassion. You know, it's one of the things that sometimes we forget to give ourselves when we're diagnosed. We, we, we hear the news and then we go through the process of I'm alone and I don't know what to do. And I'm, you know, you may not be educated and you may not know where the resources are or know anybody who's HIV positive or, or understand any of it because right now you're just hearing that and you're thinking, you know, you're not going to live a long life. You're not going to live a healthy life. And there's been people like, um, the people you can meet at this retreat that's coming up here in July at the Brotherhood Retreat that Clayson is going to be on speaking about later that, you know, you can connect with on a different level and and build friendships and bonds. And again, that was the whole reason of this radio show is so people could share their story and get their face out there and, and, and help individuals. Because a lot of times we think that our story is different and there's nobody like us out there who may have gone down this path. Um, and, and now you find yourself at your status later on down the road, you'll be able to, you know, relate with other people once they share their story. Um, we're going to take a quick break here and play a positive message, and I'll be back with you uh, shortly. So go ahead here and take a listen to, let's see who we want to play. Let's play Josh. Hey there, I'm Josh, and I've been HIV positive for over four years, and this is my pause message. Yeah, I bet you think you know how this story is going to go. Well, I'm going to do my best to show you how I've learned to see the positive and being positive, no pun intended. I'm healthier today than ever before because I've chosen to make my physical and mental health a priority. I'm happy to share that I've been in a mixed status, serodiscordant relationship with my HIV negative girlfriend for almost two years. We've learned that having a healthy and happy HIV free baby is more possible today than ever. And I currently have a set plan of action as I'm working towards a pilot's license. Believe me, when I was first diagnosed, I didn't think any of that was going to be possible. You see, our generation has an opportunity today that millions before us never had. We have an opportunity to live. And believe me, I know it's a hard journey. There's no doubt about that. But know that life was never promised to be easy. Learn to separate who you are as a person as opposed to what the virus says you are. It's not the virus, but what you do with the virus that counts. Will it define you or will it refine you? That's a question that only you can answer. Thank you. And there you have it, uh, Josh. Thank you for your positive message. And to find more positive messages, you can go to the Rise Up to HIV Facebook page. Um, go to Facebook and search Rise Up to HIV. Uh, get connected with Kevin Maloney and that great organization. They're uh, I think they just put out a, a recent post that they're uh, selling T-shirts, no shame about HIV positive, about being HIV positive now. I think it's the last time that we were able to get the shirt. I think I think I saw something he's retiring. Aaron, are you with me? I am. I am. Sorry about being late. No, that's okay. How are you? I have been under the weather this week. It's, uh, I guess, whatever is going around. I was off work a couple of days. So thank you for being no, no problem. No problem. Uh, you know, it was, it was kind of weird flying solo for a minute, but I, I'm glad that you're here. So, so I know last week, you know, you were finally moved in, right? 
yeah, I'm completely moved in now, and we're done with the other house. We got it uh, turned over and everything. And uh, now it's just a matter of we're almost completely unpacked. Um, and then, like I said, I was supposed to be in Jefferson City this week, which is our state capital. And uh, I was supposed to leave that morning at like 530, and I delayed the trip as long as possible. But I had to scrub that trip um, just because whatever bronchitis or flu or whatever has been going around hit me like a ton of bricks. And uh, I'm, on, I'm on the rebound. Well, that's good. You know, we always seem to bounce back. So how is the weather there? Didn't you guys have some really bad weather? We Yeah, we had some tornadoes, I think, on uh, Tuesday night. And then maybe some later in the week. Um, I just remember Tuesday because I had class at night. I was hoping that class would get canceled, but they it did not. <laughs> and, and for those who are listening, Aaron's in St. Louis, and I'm in Philly, so that's why. Because I was talking about the weather earlier and how cold it is here, and how last week it was, you know, we were talking about how nice it was, and now it's the complete opposite here. But you had some crazy stuff come through. I know when I saw that on World News at night, when I was eating dinner, I was, like, shooting out old farrier way, saying, I hope Aaron's okay. You know what I mean? Because that's that's crazy. It's really striking down there, all those tornadoes. Yeah, it's definitely tornado season so we're kind of accustomed to it um we did have a streak of tornadoes i forget which day it was but anyway there was a town that was about 45 minutes south of st louis that was hit perryville missouri so um yeah it's the joy of living in you know, seeing that on the news yeah seeing that on the news it is really really scary because like one day you could just not have anything you know what i mean it just be all gone and you know i just I, I pray for those those people who have to to you know rebuild their lives all over again. But you know, hopefully, most of them are you know alive, so they still have that to be thankful for that they're able to get out. Most of them, so it's just it's really scary. Definitely. The weather. <laughs> so I, I see our, our did were you able to hear any of the show before you came on? I was not. I apologize. I should okay. be able to join. No, 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 no. no. I just wanted to because I I was going to touch base with you about some of the um. Uh, things that Josh was talking about. So one of the things he was talking about was that uh, that thank you people. You know, there's a I guess a HIV uh, campaign out there where it's uh, uh, a thank you for your people on your HIV journey. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned some people that were you know I guess that I would thank on my HIV journey who kind of helped me along. I just didn't know if you had maybe one or two people that you might want to throw out there that may have helped you through your journey. Yeah, I mean I. There are actually probably too many to name. I mean, certainly Phil. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, there's others. Um, you know, my my first boyfriend that I was with prior to being diagnosed. I mean, there's just so many people that were that were there, and then clinicians. I've had great clinicians over the years um, that have really worked with me. So yeah, it's uh, what about like when you when you when you first. I was thinking, like, what about when you first came out as, like, an activist, when you first started doing your, you know, my HIV journey, when you first started coming out? Because that's, like, kind of what I was touching on, like, because when I started, it was it was, it was was scary to, to first put yourself out there and do it. And you did it, like, nonstop. So, you know what I mean? You came out, mm-hmm. like, swinging. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't <laughs> – I'd like to think that I would do it the same way again. Uh, 
I didn't really even stop to think about it. And over the years, I didn't really stop to think about how my activism kind of impacted other people. Um, and so I think that's something, too, you know, when people start deciding to tell their story, you know, you do have to realize that there are other people kind of impacted. Um, in particular, I think of women. Um, I think Tammy Hawk from Iowa, uh, mm. she was talking about when she chose to tell her story, well, she had children, and so that impacted how people could have perceived her children. And so that was a, you know, a decision she had to make. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably do it the same exact way, though. Yeah, cool. No, I, you know, it, it is different, you know, when you when you think about that, when you come out as an activist, depending on who you are. And like you said, in Tammy's story, you know what I mean, how that, how people look at it different, you know, because there's different, I guess, uh, different things come along with, you know, whoever the person is, where she had children, people are going to view her children different, where remember, somebody like me, they may view my partner differently, you know what I mean? Or somebody like you, they may view them as, so it all kind of, you know, it's all different how it affects, and that's why it's so important that so many people share their story. So if you are listening and want to share your story here on Pause Iron Radio, go ahead to pauseironradio.com and contact us, send us your information, and we would love to have you come on. Um, so I see today's guest is uh, sitting online, so I want to go ahead and bring Clay on. Um, he is the creator of uh, the Brotherhood Retreats that takes place right here in Pennsylvania, in my home state, in the Poconos. And it's an international gathering of gay and bisexual men. And it is, um, I'll let him tell you about it. So let's welcome Clay to the show. Welcome, Clay. How are you? I'm good. I mean, it's, my name is Class, actually. Class, I knew I was saying it wrong. I'm like, am I saying it right? Am I saying it wrong? I'm sorry, Class. Now uh-huh. I'm like an idiot. That's right. So how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. And I'm excited to be on the show again after all these years. And I'm glad you're doing the show again. Yeah, it's awesome to have you back on. You know, I was going back in the records and looking at the archives. And you were on a few times before, but it's been seven years since you've been on. Wow. So it's, it's, it's great to have you come back on, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, we haven't been doing the show. We took a couple of years off. So, you know, to see that when we come back, you're still doing this retreat. Um, it's it's incredible. So obviously you're doing something right if it's continuing to go on. So tell us a little bit about what, what made you create the, the, the retreat. Uh, well, it's uh, been 10 years now. It's, it's the 10th year that we're doing the retreat. And originally, I don't know, it was one of those moments where I just had an idea that hit me like a lightning bolt. Uh, I was actually taking a shower and just realized this is something I'm supposed to be doing. And I just got out of the shower, didn't even dry off or anything, just sat down by my computer and just typed up the schedule for the retreat for the first year. And uh, ran with it, and it's been rolling ever since. It's been uh, initially pretty challenging for the first uh, several years before we found the real groove, uh, exactly uh, what the retreat is supposed to be. And uh, now the past uh, six years uh, have just been amazing. It's just been every year has miraculously gotten better than the previous years. and uh, It's uh, just a blessing to be a part of it at this point. Now, you said you've been doing it. This will be the 10th year. You know, I'm excited yep. that I'm going to be coming this year. You know, if all, everything works out as planned, everything goes, uh, you know, I would love to, to come in and check this out, you know, for the first time and, you know, give people feedback on it. On my personal experience, we've had actually people who've been on the show when you were on, who I believe called in and, 
you know, shared their experience about the retreat. So if anyone's listening and wants to call in and do that, you're more than welcome to 929-477-3572. Now the retreat, explain exactly what happens at the retreat. Like uh, I saw the schedule like this year, there's a lot of uh, like there's yoga and things. Just explain what each, um, I guess, uh, not not class, but each, um, what's the word I want to use? Um, well, the, the the thing is, the, the retreat itself uh, is very fluid in how it unfolds. Uh, and we have a, basically what I tell people that with the first night when they come, you know, you're going to have breakfast served at 8 a.m. every morning. You're going to have lunch served at 12.30 and dinner at 6 o'clock. That you can count on. Everything else can shift. Uh, because... Uh, we're, living, we're working with living processes, and, and you never know what's going to come up in the field or for a particular person at any time. So we're constantly shifting what we're doing depending on what's right for the group at any given time. But typically, we will do a fair amount of uh, meditation. We'll have uh, several uh, meditation sessions uh, every day, uh, and uh, we're uh, gradually throughout the retreat helping train people so that they can be uh, meditating on their own without any kind of guidance. So that's one learning process that happens uh, over the days. We also have a lot of just conversations in, uh, in a big circle with everybody kind of sharing their experience from where they're at. We do some um, uh, inquiry exercises where we really dive deep into ourselves and our experience and uh, find new ways of really understanding what's going on with us and why we're being the way we're being and, and what's holding us back and uh, finding ways of working through that. We have a process uh, that is extremely powerful, which is a transformational breathwork session, which um, is... Um, it's uh, similar to some people may have heard of holotropic breathwork or rebirthing uh, or soulful power. Um, it is a, a little bit more gentle than some of those approaches. And it is a process where you're lying on your back and you're breathing continuously in a particular way. And it helps uh, put you into an altered state. It relaxes uh, your thinking mind so that the unconscious and the subconscious mind can come up to the surface and your body can relax and whatever healing needs to happen in your body or in your soul has the freedom to have uh, to do that organically and um, then there's a, a pretty deep uh, and uh, in uh, intimate uh, processing of, of that experience afterwards where we're sharing with each other and People have had experiences of um, encountering um, family members or, or other people they've been close to who have passed on. Some people have had experiences of seeing other worlds. Some people have just felt very re relaxed or had uh, old memories that they had completely forgotten about come uh, become conscious for them. And uh, there's like no two people have the same experience in that best work session. And then um, we also do small groups where people get together, like four or five people, uh, and uh, having a conversation around a particular issue that we're working with. And uh, the kind of topics that we bring up every year really varies depending on the group that's there and what's up for people. 
So we're very flexible with that. And, and so every retreat is tailor-made for the people who are there. And uh, then on top of that, you know, we have, we're out uh, in the mountains, this gorgeous place, and we have pretty long lunch breaks and stuff to go hiking or just hang out or do whatever feels right at the moment for everyone. And, yeah, the Poconos um, is beautiful. Of, yeah. And, and where we saying, are, we're at the yeah, top I mean, of the mountain ridge, and just got this gorgeous yeah. view, and it's like, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 I was just commenting that the Pocono and the mountains up there are beautiful. I have family up there, and I used to go up there a lot uh, when I was younger, and I always remember going camping and horseback riding and, you know, and different things like that. And, you know, you were saying that you're up on the top of a mountain with some beautiful views. It's, 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 it's exquisite out there in nature. Yeah. I mean, my experience, every time, as soon as I uh, set my foot on the property there and I see that view, it's, it's like I can just feel myself relaxing in my entire body. Every cell of my body just relaxes and opens up. It, it's a magical place that way. So how um, so you're doing this, you know, you know, for 10 years and it's, uh, it's a, is it a, you consider it a four day retreat? Is it a three day? Cause I see there's a kickoff party, you know, usually the night before. Yeah. What we do is uh, because a lot of people come to the retreat from Europe or all over the country or other parts of the world. So the easiest airport for them to fly into uh, will be one of the New York airports. And so what we typically do the night before the retreat is that we have an informal little gathering. Uh, we've done it mostly in a bar uh, where we meet up and we coordinate carpools for people driving out and people needing rides. And it's a chance for people to get acquainted with a few of the other people who will be there at the retreat. Uh, it's not officially a part of the retreat, but um, a lot of people like to show up for it just to get that little extra time with the people. But then um, uh, we've uh, last year we shortened the retreat to make it into a three-day retreat. It used to be a four-day or a five-day retreat even. But we wanted to bring the cost down uh, because there are a lot of people who want to attend who have uh, financial problems. And as you know, a lot of people living with HIV uh, who are long-term survivors, they be on disability or, or Social Security. And um, it's hard to uh, be able to afford uh, something like this. And we don't have any sponsorships, so you know the retreat has to pay for itself. So we wanted to right. uh, find ways of uh, bringing the overall cost down. So we cut off one of the overnights, but we extended the days, so we have pretty much the same schedule, except that we're uh, having one less overnight. Right. One of the cool things that you mentioned and and has always been, I think, an awesome feature of this retreat is that it's it's international. So you know, as you mentioned earlier, that there's people coming from all over the world to the retreat. It's not just locally people that are in Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? It's people from all over. So where are some places that some of the people have attended from? Uh, well, we've had people from uh, the UK, from Denmark, from the Netherlands. Uh, we've had people from uh, Colombia, Ecuador, uh, Canada, uh, all over the U.S., uh, we haven't had anybody yet from Australia or New Zealand, but it might be a little far for them to travel for this. Uh, the yeah, same way yeah, might Asia, be a little We bit. haven't had anybody coming that far. But uh, mm. uh, all over the Americas and Europe, for sure. No, that's awesome. That's incredible that, that 
you're getting that kind of response from, you know, all over the globe. It's obviously something that is working, you know, 10 years later, you're still doing it. What is the uh, return yeah, rate? Yeah, we, we have a lot of people who keep coming year? back. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say uh, every year uh, uh, we have at least one-third of the people who were there the year before are coming back, and about half of the group has been to at least one of the retreats in the past. Uh, so uh, there's a, a pretty big return rate, and uh, that's also another reason why we make sure that we never really do the same program. It's always shifting somewhat, so it doesn't become stale or repetitive. But the other thing that's really exciting about this, and, and which I've been uh, working very hard to make sure this stays this way, is that we don't have any clicks that form within the group. Um, uh, every year, it's a whole new group that forms, and nobody's ever left outside. Everybody is part of the brotherhood, and um, people who have been before, you know, yes, they reconnect with friends that they may not have seen since the, the previous year, but they are just much, as much engaging with people who are newcomers, and so everybody feels very welcome um, from the get-go, and that's something that I feel is extremely important and something that can be a bit of a problem often with many other groups that keep going for a while, where some people get to know each other very well and, and they start uh, sticking together in a, in a, in a way. Uh, we try to make sure to, mm, uh, that that doesn't happen, that we constantly break up the little groups that form and, and form new ones. Uh, that's awesome. It's important that you make connections with individuals. And you said it, it's not clicks are clicks are kind of like, I don't know, that that's high school. You know, I would hope that the people that come yeah. here are a little bit, you know, you know, more you're only there for a reason. I mean this is this go ahead. Yeah, and and, ahead. and and it is natural that clicks will form you know, because if mm -hmm. you know somebody more, you know, of course you're you're drawn to uh speaking with them, but uh, because the, the the whole retreat is uh, only about uh, 30 people, you do get to know every single person who is there, and, and you really get to know them. It's not like you just say hi once. Um, and I think that's another important feature of this. Is, you know, there are some other gatherings, you know, where they have like 50, 100 people or, or 200 people that go and do a weekend somewhere, and, and those events are great also, but it's easy to get lost in the shuffle there. And uh, here you're really making a connection on a very deep level with everybody who's there. Tell us a little bit about the, um, the lodging. How, how, how is that set up and, and what is that like for people who come? Well, we have a variety of options. We have uh, some single rooms. We have um, uh, most of the rooms are double rooms and uh, we have a couple of triple rooms. Um, it's um uh, it's a decent retreat center. It's been around for a very long time. So um, um, it's not like a luxury spa hotel or anything like that, uh, <laughs> but it's comfortable. It's clean. Um, um, are they cabins? No. Uh, they are uh, – how would I describe them? They're, they're, they're separate rooms. You know, you, you, you're never more than a, 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 a three people at, at most in a room. Um, there are shared bathrooms, um, but there are plenty of bathrooms, so, you know, that's not been an issue so far. But we have a couple of different buildings at the property, so 
all the buildings where we are, there are no other groups that are mingling with us. So we have all of that to ourselves. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like an awesome time. And I think if you are in the, the Northeast area or, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, and you have this opportunity and, and the dates are, you said they're July, right? Yes. July 21st through 23rd. And, uh, but this year we're actually, um, we're also doing a second retreat the weekend before this year, which is, um, uh, slightly different, but it has, of course, a lot of similarities, uh, which is a survivor's retreat for people who are uh, cancer survivors or who have survived or confronted other serious illnesses, which is a retreat that's open to all genders, sexual orientations, and, and it's a very more open, mixed, diverse crowd because over the years I've gotten a lot of requests from women interested in coming, asking, do you have something for us? And so we just wanted to expand what we're offering there. And so we're doing that as well this year for the first time. And I'm very excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like, um, you know, it's, a, it's expanding. That's good. You know, there's there's plenty of people out there who need this kind of, you know, yeah, and I feel like this kind of connection. Special- Yes, and, and I think especially now we're at a time where a lot of people feel very uncertain about the future, uh, what the situation is going to be, what's going to happen with health insurance. A lot of stuff are up in the air. So to have an opportunity to come to a place like this where you can really get very grounded in yourself and, and, and make connections with people who have that kind of grounding in themselves and build up a, a really solid support network be really important going forward because we need each other and and this is a way that people so far have really helped supported each other and really worked with each other throughout the year and stayed in touch well let's um, i'm going to take a quick break right now and we're going to play a positive message from uh, kevin maloney and rise up to hiv and we'll be right back with you class all right all right all right we'll be right back Hi everyone, my name is Robbie and I am from Dublin in Ireland. So basically my story starts off in 2012. I was 21 when I was given my HIV diagnosis. Back then I knew like no one living with HIV. I didn't even know HIV existed in Ireland. So you can imagine the shock of that diagnosis. Was I the only 21 year old man in Ireland living with HIV? And at the beginning I felt so low. I felt I had no confidence, nothing. I felt I was dirty, unclean, polluted. And I also allowed others to think that of me. I think when you first get a HIV diagnosis, you think you deserve these thoughts, but you don't. And after a few months of living with HIV, I was like, hey, listen, I'm not a bad person. I'm not dirty or unclean. Why am I allowing these thoughts? And why am I allowing others to think of them of me? So I wanted to go back to normality. So what I done was I created a new normal. And that was basically bringing the pre-HIV diagnosis, fun, carefree, confident Robbie, and this new Robbie who has this amazing life perspective, thanks to HIV, and put them together into a self. And this new self basically said, I will never ever allow myself to be treated or seen as less. Because I'm not. No one living with HIV is. So my positive message to you all is, HIV for me was an opportunity to say, my life is now a blank canvas. 
I'm the painter of this blank canvas, and I'm going to make my life what I want it to be. And I haven't looked back, and I've never been happier. I think you can do it too. Because life's too short otherwise. Let's do it. Best luck. There you go. And for more positive messages, go up to the Rise Up to HIV Facebook page. Um, we're back here with Class Brotherhood Retreats. Class, um, if you had a uh, a message for somebody who is newly diagnosed, um, what what would you tell them? Well, my, I think the first thing I would do is uh, to ask them questions and uh, ask them what do they need and uh, how are they feeling and uh, what are they doing uh, to deal with the diagnosis and, and what that means for them. Um, everybody is different and um, everybody has different needs. Uh, we live in a time now also where uh, a lot of people are very educated, although still a lot of people uh, are very ignorant around HIV and have a lot of uh, wrong ideas about it. And uh, also depending on where you live, you have access to services and information on, on a whole other level. So. It would really depend on the person and, and um, what they needed. Um, if it's somebody who lives in uh, an area where they don't have access to a lot of uh, resources locally, uh, I would, of course, encourage them to make contact with people in, in online forums. And, uh, you know, if the retreat feels right for them, to check that out. Of course, make sure that everybody um, gets medical care that they whether they choose to do medication or not, they, they should still monitor their numbers and their health in general to make sure that um, they stay as healthy as they can. But um, I, I wouldn't presume to just tell somebody something uh, if they become positive um, other than what they're looking to hear or find out about. Right, right. Because after that diagnosis, it's about taking that next step and what you know, what they need to, to get past that or move forward. And, you know, asking questions sometimes is the best thing to do to see, to see what somebody yeah. else, you know, needs. That's an interesting and and uh, very often what, what we need is somebody who, who can listen. Uh, yeah. And actually that's one of the things that we really face uh, at the retreat as well and learn what it means to really listen to somebody. Um, often in conversations, uh, most of us have the experience that you can be talking to somebody and feel like they're not listening to what you're saying. They're just waiting to be able to come in with what they have to say. And uh, to learn what it means to really be present in yourself and, and really hear what the other person is saying and, and give them that space to say what they have to say and then respond spontaneously uh, in an appropriate way opens up uh, for a connection that is just so much deeper and more real and much more nourishing and rewarding. And so true. A lot of time we hear people, but we don't really. So, you know, listening is important and sometimes being the listener is important, but sometimes having somebody else listen, like you said, is, is most important and what we need the most to somebody to listen, <laughs> lend us an ear. And you know, that's what we can find if you go to these retreats. You know, um, so tell us again the website people can go find information for the retreat is. It's a brotherhoodretreats.com. 
Okay, and we also posted that on the Pauline Radio Facebook page, so people can go ahead and find that there. Um, class, thank you so much for joining us this hour and speaking with us. Is there anything else about the retreat that maybe you wanted to share with our listeners? Well, there's so much uh, happening. I, I hope that if you anybody's listening, if you feel a little bit curious about it and uh, you want to attend, uh, and you have any questions, feel free to reach out anytime. I make sure to respond to all emails personally. And um, if you have financial restraints and if you can't afford the retreat, uh, send in an application for a scholarship. We do have some funds to help people out so that money doesn't get in the way of somebody attending the retreat if they feel like this is something that they want to do. Uh, we are a brotherhood and we, we support each other that way. And likewise, if you want to make a donation uh, to help others uh, who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to attend, um, go to our website. We have a little donation button. You can donate any amount. All of it is welcome. All of it helps. And I hope to uh, meet and uh, get to know some of you out there listening wherever you are uh, this summer. Hey, class, it sounds like so much fun. I can't wait to finally meet you. <laughs> You know what I mean? Me I feel like we've known each other for a while, so to, to finally, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go there and experience it and, and kind of come back and report firsthand to people so they, you know, because it's different talking about it for you because you're the facilitator, the creator, but for, to have somebody go there and, you know, come back and I, I can't wait. It sounds like an amazing experience and I can't wait to, to you know, meet other people and connect in a, in a different way. Yes. Uh, it will be great to have you there, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting to know you in person, even though I feel like I've known you forever already. Right. And, and, and right, thank you for the, doing this show again. I, I'm, I'm so uh, happy that you're back on air. Oh, we are so glad to be back, and we're so glad that you came back to join us and that you're still doing it 10 years. Go check out the information um, the class is talking about, about the Brotherhood Retreats. Go to brotherhoodretreats.com. Class, thank you for joining us, and I hope that you have a great Sunday. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. And again, for more information on our guests and the Brotherhood Retreats, you can go to brotherhoodretreats.com. For more information on myself and Aaron, go to pauseironradio.com. Um, and uh, what a great week. Next week, uh, we will be speaking with the one and only Mark S. King, My Fabulous Disease. He will be here next week, so you don't want to miss that. He'll be making us crack up and laugh um, all afternoon. So join us next week for Mark S. King. The week after that, we'll be speaking with Kathy Robinson Pickett. She'll be returning to the show and give us, giving us an update about her, um, her organization, Friends Together, and um, her campaign to raise um, – to, to collect soccer balls for kids in Africa and sports balls and, and things like that. And so she'll be on to talk about that on the 19th. And on the 26th, we'll be speaking with Bob Leahy. We'll be speaking on long-term survivors and HIV and aging. He's also a part of the U Equals U campaign in Canada and also one of the editors of PositiveLight.com. Shout out to Positive Light. Um, and I think that's it. So thanks for joining in. Again, more information, past shows, new shows, positiveimradio.com. We hope that you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Paz I Am. You can listen to us each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we bring you your weekly dose of hope. Join in the conversation on social media, Paz I Am Radio. 
and at Aaron Laxton. And while you're on there, check out I'm Still Josh as he brings the HIV scoop of the week. Also, if you've not checked out the positive message campaign from Rise Up to HIV, be sure to do so. For all of you who contribute and make this show possible, thank you so very much. If you think you have a story that needs to be covered or you would like to come on air and talk to Robert and myself, please let us know. We want to bring content that you need and that you want. Be sure to download this episode on iTunes and past episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback. From all of us over here at Paz IM Radio, from Robert Brining and myself, have a safe and healthy week. And until we speak again, stay positive. <laughs>